<laughs> if you didn't hear that, fuck. Fuck. Press the button. Well, Push the button. Welcome to episode 48 of G&B, Golf and Podcast. Okay. It's getting hot out here now. I can't believe it's end of October and it's so hot. It's not too hot. It feels comfortable to me. Because you're in the shade. It's hot in the sun. You're in the shade. What is it? I'm literally on fire. Move that and skip right here. When we went to vote, um, it was hot and... I was, I said, I'm literally on fire right now. Because everyone's <laughs> looking at me. I'm like walking over and standing under the shade. And Y'all, like, she's white, white. <laughs> and I'm, 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 yeah. You're like the New Orleans, though, too. You're like, I'm like, I'm getting some, t- I'm getting a tan. And I'm like, <laughs> she's like, I'm I- like popping open my, my parasol. I'm literally on fire and right she's now. Like, I need some, I should have bought sunscreen. I'm like, it's no, so hot. I don't need sunscreen. I'm, I'm like, I don't need sunscreen. Oh, you so didn't wear your sunscreen, guys. Bitches, wear your sunscreen. <laughs> I just tan, mm. so. So, welcome to our paranormal episode. episode Hope you enjoyed last week's. 48. This was 48. Yes. Welcome to Gotham, Beijing. Yeah, I said that. You were too busy singing Push It Real Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, when this episode releases, it will be Halloween weekend. Ooh, spoopy, spoopy. Mm. Um, I want to do something fun, and I don't know what, like. I have a cute Wednesday Adams costume. I got a new dress. I've been it before, but it was before I lost weight. I had yeah. bigger tits. Now my tits are smaller. I got a better dress, smaller dress. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I want to do so something. all you have planned right now is like we talked last week, you're going to do the passing out candy and walking around, but you don't yeah. have anything planned mm-hmm. for that night. No. Because Halloween falls on Saturday. I know, and it's a full moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And David's going to be Ace Ventura when he has the pink tutu on and the Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we had thought about going to New Orleans on Halloween weekend, but... That's COVID party. <laughs> yes. And our, our anniversary, was, you know, on the 24th, know. so we decided we'll go... Yeah. Speaking of, we had your ex have a special speaking moment in our wedding, and look at him turn up waving. Um, he's better now, though, right? Uh, yeah, I mean. What you say? He's still annoying as fuck. I can't stand to be around him. <laughs> he's just, it's just how he is. He's a horrible ADHD. He doesn't do anything to fix it. And so, you know, I have to oh, say, are you listening? I wonder where David gets that from. Talk, yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. totally. Like, I have to say, are you listening to me? Look at me. Nice. And I, I have to say, can I finish talking I can't even now? snap. Right here. Can right I here. talking now? Like, he just... So I do with my daughter. Right here. Right here. Right here. Focus. It's so... Like, like they taught me in dog training. They'll, they tell you to make your dog look at your eye. Mm-hmm. Watch me. Watch me. <laughs> like, I picked up David the other night, and they're both like... Bah, bah, bah. I'm like, simmer down with the ADHD right now. <laughs> simmer down. Listen to me. Simmer down now. It's exhausting. Like, I don't <clears throat> miss any of that. You know. He's a great dad. He's just not mm. a good husband. So when our episode releases the next week after this one, oh my dogs went to lay I down. On November sixth, I will have some stories about us being in New Orleans and staying at a haunted Airbnb. Ooh. So um, and I'll have sto- a story about yeah. this weekend doing a ghost hunt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That episode on the sixth will be your. Serial killer. So if y'all see, y'all should go live. You mm-hmm. should go live in New Orleans too. Sometimes maybe. Fuck that! I'm there with my husband. We're gonna go live it. Boom! If you are somewhere haunted and like you're there, like with the haunted table at the, um, at the maybe yeah yeah the um so we are staying at the Leno Mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Do we pass it? No, we did not pass it because it's at the um, 
Well, not far from where we were at the French Market, remember? Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So it's like a block over from okay. that. That's Frenchman Street. And Frenchman Street, for anyone who's never been to um, New Orleans, it's much better music atmosphere than bourbon bourbon is crazy party college crowd we stayed over that area a lot like we were in the area a lot so Mm -hmm. next week go meet us down that side yes yes but we got the deal on the hotel and i don't yes and that was one of the things i was uh, you know telling you that there's like we typically try to stay at that end because even though the the quarters you think okay it's not that big it's blocks but when you're walking every fucking where it's far did you knock your Oh, he knocked over our coloring with cunt stuff. That's just a marker. Oh, I got it. Um, but most of the stuff that we like to do is down at that end. The here's the mess. The Lollery Mansion is down there. Frenchman Street's down there. Um, with COVID, it's been kind of shut down. But Frenchman is better culturally. Um, Mm -hmm. is the music scene much better than bourbon? Because it's one kind of thing. Yeah, bourbon is very much college frat party city. If you want to experience more like, you remember how Deep Ellum used to be? I mean, just like, it was very cultural. It was miss, a total vibe when I you went down Deep there. Ellum. That's more what Frenchman Street is That's there. That's very hipster. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I miss going to Lasers. So, um, I guess we can just go ahead and get started into the episode because um, I was going to talk about the Leno Mansion and where we're staying. Um, so we found the Leno Mansion on Airbnb because I had heard that it was not operational anymore as a bed and breakfast, but then I found it on Airbnb and apparently it's changed owners and they're, they restored it back as an Airbnb, as a, awesome. as a bed and breakfast. Um, it's located at the corner of Esplanade Avenue in Charters. Um, it was built in 18... And that's a that's just about a block from Frenchman Street. Right. Frenchman the Street's Esplanade like a... sounds very familiar. That yeah, we, so... Um, the quarter is very much like a rectangle, and then Frenchman's like this diagonal street that juts off okay. like that. Um, it was built in 1876 on the edge of the French Quarter, which you, we already talked about, and you step into a world that exists primarily in history books and romantic novels. Oh. So you're there one way, you go one way, you're going to be um, he- heading towards Frenchman Street, which is known for its culture of music and nightlife, and then the other way is the French Quarter, which is known for its historic ar- architecture and old world style. Um, I do recommend everyone's got to go down Bourbon at least once if you if you're oh God, visiting so the fun. French Quarter. But yeah, it was fun. for us, like for my dad, that's all he cares about is fucking Bourbon Street. You see and, yes, and they they all flirt with him, and he likes to flirt with all the strippers, and um. which wasn't th- none of that was going on. No, we it wasn't going on when we were there. No, the yeah. the crowds were still a thing. Which I was telling telling my dad that the crowds were actually worse because they weren't allowing indoor liquor sales at the bars. So everybody was outside. So everybody was outside. Yeah. yeah. So the crowds were. I was so. It was like a normal fucking night. I was. <laughs> Mel and I were covering our with masks on, still covering our faces like. <laughs> we were oh, dodging. We were dodging people because. Um. Yeah, it was concerning. Uh, so the property itself is adorned with cast iron filigree balconies and cypress wood structures. Uh, many of the original owner's belongings are on display throughout this it. This is where y'all are staying. Yes. We are actually going to stay in what is called the Wyland Room. I think it's Wyland, W-E-I-L-A-N-D, the Wyland Room. And it opens to the Victorian Garden, which is the courtyard. Remember I told you every, mm-hmm. you, you walk down the street seeing all of these uh, fronts of residences and back behind there though are these gorgeous courtyards that are just, right. just stunning 
Um, and it was originally, this room that we're staying in was originally the mansion's kitchen. The room's decorative fireplace was once a cooking stove for the, the entire house. It? Yes. Oh, cool. It was once a cooking stove for the entire house, and the stove's original hood and cement flooring are still in place. It has 14-foot ceilings and wood floors. I'm super excited. Seriously, I cannot wait. Yes, basically. I know, right? I hope it'll hear. If I hear pots and pans clanging in the night. <laughs> Bet, man. Not today. Not today. Um, do to do scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down. So the original owner, uh, it says the Lenoir Mansion has an intriguing story beginning with the original owner. He was a lawyer. What the fuck is that smell? It's, it's meth in the in the country. The smell of meth. That's what that is. Yes, when you when people are it smells like sewer. <laughs> the smell of meth cooking smells like that. No, it smells like sewer. But there's no sewer here. I don't know. I don't know what there is here. It's meth, I'm telling you. Anybody in Quinlan's like, yep, that's it. That's meth. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was a, well, maybe it's an evil spirit. Stop it. Melanie's face is so funny. A lawyer by the name of Charles Andrew Johnson. He was born in 19, 19, motherfucker. <laughs> He was born in 1832, Charles Andrew Johnson. He was a native of New Haven, Connecticut, and was a lawyer in New Orleans, Louisiana. He served as a judge for the 2nd Judicial Court District, 2nd Judicial District at Donaldsonville in 1843, and in 1855 he began a partnership with Henry Dennis in the New Orleans firm Johnson, Dennis, Baralt, and Legender. Charles was a gentleman bachelor with dreams of a beautiful home and family. He built his large, glorious 11,000 square foot mansion. However, the goal of having a family with which to share this large and lovely home was never realized by this very private man. He was kind of a um, recluse, Mm. very introverted. So although he lived alone until his death, he was known to have hobnobbed with Confederate General Robert E. Lee, who stayed in the, the building when he was there, and, and, talk about that, and other prominent men of the time. He did die unmarried and alone in New Orleans in 1896. That's how I'm going to die. Sad, yeah. Alone. So Mr. Johnson, when he died, he did bequeath his mansion. Bequeath, that's a good word, bequeath. <laughs> his mansion to his partner's daughter, Marie Andre Leno, and that's where the name of the um, mansion comes from. She was the woman that he purportedly loved in silence for years. Great unrequited love. Some say, some of the stuff when I was reading, they say that she was actually his secret lover, mm. but there's nothing that, to, that you know, substantiates that. Um, and that's, of course, where I said uh, the mansion receives its current name of Leno Mansion. So it wasn't known as the Leno Mansion then, not until he died and gave it to her, then it became Leno Mansion. The mansion has changed hands several times and it's fallen and had fallen into disrepair until the late 1980s. A woman named Ruth Bodenheimer began a painstaking restoration of the pristine building. It is now restored to its original state and is operating as a bed and breakfast so you can go stay there and 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 rent a room there there's several different suites the guest rooms are graced with vintage touches vintage touches displayed including (laughs) i am including some of the original furniture that was owned by mr johnson 
artwork, books, and mementos. When she opened up the attic and started to explore the attic, it proved that it was a true journey back in time. She found a painting of Charles that was done by Marie, by the lady that he... So, I'm thinking... She must have loved him, too, if she painted a painting of him. Right. Um, it was headed for the trash, but it now hangs proudly in the house. And Ruth even held a party to celebrate the home being restored and Charles's quote, homecoming. So, um, I thought that was neat that she did that. So, since Charles's death, visitors have reported various types of paranormal activity at the Lono Mansion. There has been unexplained sounds of footsteps in rooms that are empty knocks mm. and bangs on walls, cold spots, and feelings of being watched. But the most often reported encounter is that of an apparition. Visitors reportedly see a man dressed in a formal regalia wandering the halls, which is believed to be the ghost of Charles himself, mm. haunting the mansion where he never got to see his dreams fulfilled. Hope to God I see his ghost. It's going to be awesome. Can you have fun with that? Where'd my dog go? Jasper. Um, in 2007, the Leno Mansion was the location for the curious case of Benjamin Button. Um, the movie starring Brad Pitt. We saw Bill one of the Joy- shows. Mm-hmm. The Another home yeah. was in. Uh, the supervising location manager for Paramount had decided that the mansion's historic exterior, the cast iron balconies, cypress shutters, and original solid walnut door made it the perfect setting for the home of Benjamin Button's father, played by Jason Fleming. The owner of the time, Ruth Baldenheimer, she owned the mansion. She did not want anything to do with the production. She didn't you know, want anything, any damage that could happen. But after much perseverance, the um, she finally did agree. Uh, because of its priceless antiques, shooting was restricted to the exterior and the lobby. And for the rest of the interior scenes, Paramount took the measurements of the entire 11,000 square foot home and built a set exactly to the home's dimensions. Wow. So they basically... Just shot on the outside. Yeah, they are on location, but then they completely recreated the rest of the house on set. Um, it looked so authentic that when Miss Bodenheimer walked onto the set in the New Orleans studio, she said it looked as if they had picked up the house and moved it there. Wow. Brad Pitt was said to have loved the mansion so much, much that he requested a private tour of the home when he was staying there. Brad Pitt loves everything in New, New Orleans. Orleans, right? So David Fincher, who was the director of the film, had said that the kind of ambiance created by the Leno Mansion was the reason he came to New Orleans to shoot the film in the first place. The Leno Mansion has been featured setting for the movies Cat People, The Unholy, the television television features including The Hauntings of Louisiana, If Walls Could Talk, and The John Fulce Cooking Show. So I'm super excited. I have two other houses to talk about too. I'm super excited to stay in this house when we go. Um, I'm going to absolutely try to make contact with anything that may be there. After we got back from New Orleans, weird things were happening in my apartment. You told me it's that little boy because you wouldn't find him at the train. Yes. It creeped out. Was that out. like kids stuff? Like he... It was like playful stuff, like lights fl- flicking he's, on he's and off. He was mad because you didn't find him. You said, um, you said, let's play hide and go seek, and you didn't, he didn't play. Like it, was cre- it creeped my husband out so much he left the room. Because I was like, if, if there is a spirit here that would like to communicate, turn the light off. It turned the and light it was like off. a few seconds and it turned off and he got up and walked the fuck out of the room. Robert got up again and was like, not today. Did that scare <laughs> you, Robert? I'm leaving. No, it didn't scare me. He do, just, you know, do you know who it was? 
it's the little boy that what she said, let's play fucking hide and go seek to those kids, and that little boy was waiting for her to still find him. That was creepy, yeah. He was like, not today. Um, not today. Not today. So I'm, I'm really excited about staying in that house. We are going to be staying in the Wyland room, and um, it's going to be a nice time. It sounds time. like really glaring off of it. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But we're, we only have this episode, and then we can go inside. I just want to be able to... I'm, um, I'm blinded by the light. I'm scoot over soon. Blinded by the light. Is it reflecting off my computer or the phone? Yeah, your. By the the screen? Yes. I can turn the screen now. No, it's not the screen, it's the. The keyboard? keyboard, Because it's like metal looking. I'm just very sensitive to light. My God, okay. I get migraines. I gotcha, don't worry. Um, So, the next house I'm going to talk about is the Herman Grima house. Grima. Grima. I should be writing this down. Herman with two N's, Grima with G-R-I-M-A. And these next two houses, I've, we've, me, my husband, my family, we've toured and been through. When you and I went, they were closed and not touring. Um, I went online to both of these next two houses, and one of them is still to- opened back again. You have to okay. wear facial coverings. Um, and then we, there's other houses in New Orleans that you can, like the 1850 house that we didn't get a chance to go to. That's still doing tours as well. That um, it's just an uh, an historic okay. home. Yeah. So the Herman Grima house is located at eight twenty St. Louis Street. Look, my dog want to go for a ride. Okay. Does he have Jasper? Yes. He likes to go for a ride on the golf cart. Um, he's waiting for me to go. <laughs> it's located at eight twenty St. Louis Street. St. Louis Street, St. Louis Street. It was built in 1831. It is one of the most significant residences in New Orleans. It is a handsome federal mansion house with its courtyard garden boasting the only horse stable and functional 1830s outdoor kitchen in the oh, French wow. Quarter. Is there a horse stable there? Um, there's no actual horses there, ah. but it's the stable. Yes. It is, also, with the horses. it is also the location where American Horror Story Coven filmed the interior scenes of Madame LaLaurie's mansion. Ah. So if you watch American Horror Story Coven, yes. where, where it has her at that party and her yes. daughters over there flirting, and yes. yeah, um, that that exact room you can walk in. It's exactly that's where they they filmed that. Um, it's been painstakingly restored to its original splendor through archaeology, archaeological, or archaeological. <laughs> Fuck that one up, didn't I? Don't you laugh at me, mm-hmm. apparitionist. Uh-huh. Archaeological studies and careful review of the building contract and inventories. The museum um, accurately depicts the gracious lifestyle of a prosperous Creole family in the years from 1830 to 1860. Um, on October 15, 1850, Mrs. Albert Grimma died in the house at the age of 96. During the month of October, the museum is typically, I don't know if it is now because of COVID, it's typically transformed to reflect the funeral and mourning customs of the time, including um, vignettes in the front parlor, complete with wooden casket, mirrors draped in black crepe. What an amazing place to take pictures. No (laughs) shit, right? Examples of mourning clothing, jewelry, and dolls. A few locals state that they think Mrs. Grimma's ghost stays... Specifically in October, just to see who may come to mourn her. So the home is also a sister home to um, a house called the Gallier House, which is circa 1860, uh-huh. and that's where the exterior scenes were filled 
for Lollery's Mansion in American Horror Story. G-A-L-Y-A-R. G-A-L-L-I-E-R. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a part in one of the episodes where Nan is walking in front of Lollery's Mansion, and it's not the, the real Lollery Mansion. Okay. The real Lollery Mansion you saw right, is a right, yeah, yeah. gigantic three-story right. gray building on the corner of a street. Yeah, That's not... In, yeah, that. you can't get into it. You can walk around it all, the, all you want. Um, so both historic houses offer, a, and I thought this is very interesting, they offer a focused tour examining the challenges, contributions, and living conditions of African Americans in the urban setting of New Orleans during that time period. Um, it was a city that was simultaneously a major slave trading center and home to one of the largest populations of free people of color. The African American focus tour is available usually in October, and but I don't know if they're still doing that. I wasn't able to find anything about But I thought that would be very interesting. I bet the city then was just an... I hate to use the word interesting again, but just really interesting place to be because active slave trade and yet also active free people of color. Right. And we saw the tomb of the unknown slave, too. That was really... Yes, that was, was very... I, I really... That was really um, touching to yes. see. Absolutely. Um, it's said that these homes host several spirits and that the spirits seem to be perfect examples of well-bred southern manners. They do their best to help the living. So there's no creepy stories of ghosts. Of, yeah, nothing scary or anything flying off the wall or right. knives coming at you. They do their best to help the living They, um, who they graciously share the houses with. They seem to be pleased with the wondrous renovation job done. Caretakers find that these unseen presences like to scatter fragrant rose and lavender around the rooms to freshen the air. Oh. And even on cold winter mornings, caretakers have found that the ghosts have lit the fireplaces. What the fuck? To warm the rooms and keep them cozy. Oh, hell no. If I come into a fucking live place, fuck that shit. No. Yes. Nope, not today. Not That's today. too much. Um, I have one more house, but let's take a quick break. I know we're not quite... Um, this one's going to be a little bit shorter. Kind of and have we have some stories. stories. Yeah. Um, so let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and I'll talk about one of the creepiest houses. Oh, shit. All yes. right. Break All the right. break. Stay tuned. And listen to our wonderful ad. Our old-ass <laughs> ad. I was like talking to nobody. Sorry. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks welcome for back listening to, Goth and to that old ass ad. Or if you are a patron, welcome back anyway and listening to no ad. You should become a patron, and then you don't have to listen to an Patreon. ad. Patreon.com/slash/gothandbougie podcast. Yes. And you would have would have already listened to this episode like a week and a half ago when we posted early. Uh huh. So. Totally missing out. Yes, no, you lose. So the last house that I'm going to cover um, in my haunted houses of the French Quarter tour, because we did haunted hotels, this is haunted houses now, is the Beauregard Kai's house. It's um, spelt like keys, but it's pronounced Kai's. A lot of things they are pronounced totally different than what you would think. Yeah, like well. Like charters, people would see the the street name charters and think maybe Chartres or some French charteret, but no. And Burgundy is, you would think Burgundy. You look at its Burgundy, it's Burgundy. A A Ron. Yeah, Chapatulis. <laughs> you know that's like so. There's a lot of um, words and stuff that are very unique to New Orleans. I had to look them up, and or ask the locals to tell me because you don't want to sound stupid. Right. To people, so you want to pronounce it right. Ooh, the sun went behind a cloud. That's nice. nice. 
It's nice. It's nice. So nice. So nice. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start coming to your house to record because it's gonna start getting colder out here and darker earlier. Took me 30 minutes to get here so fast. Yeah, so I can come to you. Yeah. Yeah. So the Beauregard, Beauregard, Kai's house. My dog's interrupting us. Yes, and your mom. My mom sits in the chair and watches TV. Oh, she's she at, won't come talk to us. She's at work. Oh, okay. She's at work till six. She's gonna get home till like six in the evening. And then she's well, it might be later. I come. I'm yeah. not, I'm not coming later. No, come she'll later. sit in there and we'll go in the room and shut the door and record. Awesome. Okay, so the Beauregard, Kai's house. In the New Orleans French Quarter has a reputation that is known to be very haunted. It's actually historically known to be called the Haunted Beauregard Kai's House. Okay. It was built in 1826 for the then prominent slave auctioneer Joseph Le Carpentier. That's where we, okay, that's where I, I knew, like, I know the story of this house. Yes. We heard it. They told us. The land was originally part of the Ursuline Convent, which is still stands directly across the street at, okay. on Charter Street. Okay, and this is in the Garden street. District, right? No, this one's this one's still kind of the French Quarter. Okay, but we yeah. saw the Ursuline Convent. Uh huh. That's on the edge too, because you got to figure Governor Nichols and Ursuline. If this is the quarter, like right here, mm-hmm. when I'm, you guys can't see it, but Mel can. <laughs> um, and the river's right here. Uh-huh. Rampart is over here where uh-huh. Mary's museum is. Canal is over here mm-hmm. where we went to the riverboat. This down here is the French Market. Jackson Square is kind of right in the dead center. Down here is Ursuline's, Governor Nichols, Charters. Um, Charters runs that way, okay. and then Frenchman's. We saw it on one of the. It w- I think it buggy. was the horse and buggy. Yeah. Yes, it was. It but was the carriage because yeah. we went more down that end. Because yeah. um, we also did the Fable or Marjorie or whatever they call yeah. that shit. Um, anyway, it was originally built for that slave auctioneer, which won't talk about that. The and it was originally part of the Ursuline Convent, and the Ursuline Convent still sits across on Charter Street. You can usually tour the Ursuline Convent as well, and there's good ghost stories about the Ursuline Convent, um, stories like vampires in the bell tower, shit. Yeah. It's a, this home is a fine example of a raised center hall house. This is the one that's yellow and it's got stairs going up, Mm -hmm. and then on each side, and you can go in. It derives its name from two of its former residents, Confederate General Pierre Gustave Toutant Beauregard. Okay. Which, if you remember the plantation house that you and I yes. uh, took photos at, uh-huh. that is, I think, his daughter. It's named after his daughter, Renee Beauregard. It's the Renee okay. Beauregard house. Um, and this, the other owner of this home was the author Francis Parkinson Kyes. General Beauregard and his family lived in the home from 1866 to 1868, so post-Civil War, but okay. still it was not much had changed. And it was while he was president of the New Orleans, Jackson, and Great Northern Rail- Railroad. Mrs. Kyes used the home. She was a New Orleans transplant, and she used the home as her winter residence for 25 years and made the property her personal restoration project beginning in 1945. Okay. So she owned the home 100 years later. Later, okay. But they were the two owners that were the most well-known okay. owners. While living there, she wrote 30 novels about New Orleans life, including Madame Castell's Lodger, which featured none other than General Beauregard as the main character. She also wrote a book called Dinner at Antoine's, which is um, really well-known, and Rice mentions it in some of her books. Antoine's, the restaurant itself, okay. is a well-known uh, restaurant in, in uh, New Orleans. She also wrote some books there called The Chess Players, Madame Castell's Awareness, and The Blue Camellia. 
okay. These are older books. I've not read them, but at that time, they were very popular. Okay. So, you would think in a house as old as the Beauregard Kai's house, you know there's definitely going to be some ghosts or something going on there. Um, aside from a few run-of-the-mill, you know, vaporous presences, orbs, sounds at the Beauregard Kai's house, which is located at 1113 Charter Street. Some claim that it is the city's most spectacular haunting. Oh, wow. It occurs there in the early morning hours. So, many supernatural sightings revolve around the mansion's most auspicious resident, of course, General Beauregard, because he was a prominent Civil War right. general in his role in the Civil War. Some of the local folks say that this haunted Creole mansion comes alive... In gory battle warfare, when some of the supernatural versions of the Battle of Shiloh rages in the main hall. What the hell? It, so you see ghosts, like, yes, killing each other. Yes, like a battle. It has been said that, quote, men with mangled limbs and blown away faces swirl in a confused dance of death. Quote, horses and mules appear and are slaughtered by gunshot and cannon. The pungent smell of blood and decay permeates the restless atmosphere. The most common paranormal encounters are with the Confederate soldiers, still wearing their mangled gray uniforms. Visitors supposedly see these young men in the hall or in the garden one minute, and then they'll be vanished and gone in the very next second. No, no. One guest even reported having an entire conversation. That's too, much. That's too much. An entire conversation with a young soldier that they thought was in costume at a party, and later learned that there was no man in attendance that matched his description. What? Because you can rent out the. Oh, but that'd be a cool place. Yes, to have a you can rent party. out for parties that you can rent out for weddings, Thanks. all kinds of stuff. Um, and then later learned that nobody was there. Others claims, cla- other cla- oh my God, others claim to hear the ghostly sounds of battle upon entering the house, including the pained cries of horses, the sounds of muskets, and of course the smell of blood and decay. If I hear a horse, that I think that's might be creepier than people. Uh, yes. Oh no, a ghost horse. So the Beauregard Kai's house. I would think that uh, Sleepy Hollow the. No kidding, right? So, one strange haunted tale tells of Paul Money. I think it's Money. M-U-N-N-I. Might be Muni. I'm not sure. Forgive me if anyone knows who he is. He's a world-class chess master. Yes, they might. You never fucking know. No, this was more recent. Um, You never know. People might be like, oh, yeah, 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 I totally know who that is. He was said to have went insane while living in the beautiful home. He is a world-class chess master. In... A crazed bit of wild insanity, he ran naked from the house up Ursuline Street with a large axe. He was looking to kill anyone that came in contact what with him. What the fuck is it up with New Orleans and everybody killing everybody with fucking axes? Yeah, like, and he said the first person that would cross him would die, but the police actually were able to subdue him, and that's where that tale ends. But he oh went God, fucking crazy in the house. The Beauregard Kai's house patrons to the museum have reported that after closing one evening, they stayed to take photos of the home. When the photos were developed, there were some mysterious, unexplainable images in them. In the pictures, there appears to be two Civil War-era soldiers standing in front of the window looking out. The guests were sure that no other people were still in the museum at the time that the photos were taken. Today, even those that dare not enter the Beauregard Kai's house, like they're too, because it's known as one of the most haunted houses in New Orleans, they still say they report hearing the sound of a piano or gunshots 
inside the home long after it has closed. Others say they hear the sounds of a lively party when they know that the house is completely empty. So the Beauregard Kai's house is also well known as the site of a haunted bloody mafia massacre. It has been said that in the beautifully hedge oh, mafia? Yeah, in the in the beautifully hedge in the beautiful goddamn hedge garden, you can smell fresh gunpowder powder. You can hear shots being fired while in the house from the garden. Many say they have seen strange shadows and figures moving, running madly around the garden fountain in their eternal dance of death. I think it's always good to know this stuff before you go in and tour these houses. Yeah, because then, then you, you know can be aware and be like, like, and if you see something, like, yeah. Oh, that's just da, 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 da. It's yeah. the mafia. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah, it's the mafia we're going on. So, despite these reports, the home's unique history and undeniable beauty, it is, I mean, it's beautiful. They, it has There's a lot of beautiful areas. Yes, it has endeared itself. It's all right. It's just a battle. All right. Fine. Um, it has endeared itself to locals and tourists alike. Nowadays, the house operates as a museum that the public can tour, and it has opened its multi-purpose space for weddings and private events. But they say that guests should still be wary of its charming exterior. That the ghosts of the Beauregard Kai's house are still very much at home. Oh my gosh, that's insane! So that's my stories of the three haunted um, houses, most haunted houses in New Orleans, and I've been in two, and I'm going to be in the third one this weekend. I'm so excited! I'm just jealous that you're going back. I have photos. I'm going. I'm excited to go to go to this ghost hunt with Caitlin. I got some dowsing rods, guys. Yes, that's exciting. So make sure you show her how to use them and. And all that stuff. Always cleanse your spirit before you start any sage. of that. Always um, spray. Ask for permission. Open the gates and make sure you close the gates when you're done, so that nothing follows you or attaches to you. Yes. So. Well, that didn't work for you because your fucking little boy followed. It's always now. around me. I don't think it's that one. I've always had that. That. Maybe it's the one that was in your closet. Yes. I've always called it my little sprite. It takes things and moves things. It pops up every once in a while and it'll fuck with shit and. Then it goes away. That's crazy. Well, I have a few yeah. haunted stories. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you guys about those. I know Belle's more doing the more paranormal now, but these are the stories that I've had for a few weeks, and um, I told her we had a little time we could talk about them. So we're going to get into them. So the first one is about a doppelganger, which I love oh, doppelganger yeah. stories. I love them. So, um, all right, here we go. They're not listener stories because none of you fucking listeners Wait, I was just about to tell you... Um, I have photos of when I toured the Beauregard Kai's and the Herman Grimma oh, house from whenever we went. So I'll send them to you, but we're not posting them for everyone. If you, they need to go, at least go, uh, we may post them publicly on our Patreon page. So at least people go and take a look and see our offerings of what we have to offer yeah. our patrons. Yes, because you're missing all the pictures that yes. you don't get to see. Um, okay, so late at night, I usually go to the bathroom multiple times. But for the past four days... Same. <laughs> For the past four days, every time I go leave, I can see myself standing in the mirror from the corner of my eye. It's like the other me is watching me leave the bathroom. Oh, fuck that. It terrifies me to the point where I almost run out without looking directly at the mirror. I never told my husband about it because I didn't want to acknowledge it out loud. You don't want to manifest that mm-hmm. shit because it yeah. really is real. Ever, um, earlier today, I took a nap in our bed while I sat in the chair next to it watching TV. When I woke up, he told me that he had seen me sit up and crawl backward to the edge of the bed and stand up in front of our bed bedroom door from the corner of his eye. 
He thought it was weird that I got up like that because I'm in the last month of my pregnancy. So she's huge, nine Uh months pregnant. You can barely fucking sit down, (laughs) bend over. And I can't really move so good without hurting. So he tried talking to me. When I didn't answer, he looked at the door to find me not there and still sleeping in bed. I got really creeped out and finally told him about what I have been seeing in the bathroom. He thought it was creepy as well, but didn't want to really talk about it anymore because he thinks it will give whatever it is power or energy. That's true, though. I have no idea what it wants or why we both saw it. That when you speak stuff up, I mean, that is, oh, that yeah. is true. Yeah. You don't know what it I'm is. I'm manifesting a rich man. Yeah. And <laughs> right. Manifest us to, uh, Manifest us to become very popular. Speak it up, and speak it up. Like, I, even when I see commercials or those things on TikTok or whatever, of they're, they're clearly twins that are setting this up. Those creep me out. I can't watch them. I, that, those are creepy as fuck. Yeah. Mm-mm. I love my TikTok. No, I know you love your TikTok. Because it's so, like, <laughs> distressing for me. It just really helps my mind, like... It's, it's so like... Where's my dog? Right here looking at me. That's okay. a Jasper. All right. So the next one is about a haunted hotel, which Ooh. is very fitting since we just talked about haunted hotels. That's what we got, have got to start. So our yearly adventure, as much as I want to go to the Bahamas, we need to make it something that we Well, we were going to go to Key West on our... Two, on, and, and visit see the, Robert doll. the doll. So yes. we were going to. And I'm sure there's probably haunted stuff in the Bahamas, actually. Oh, I'm fucking sure. sure. <laughs> yes. Um, so when I was 15, I traveled to Europe with my family. We stayed in a towel, E-T-T-A-L, a towel, a towel, Germany, in a small inn for a few oh, nights. Oh, it's a city. I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. know. What, okay, go ahead. My parents had a double bed, in parentheses, on the second floor. I guess they wanted to make sure they said bed and not a double, like, you know, like, mm, threesome or something. I don't know. <laughs> double bed on the second floor. My sisters had the double bedroom next to theirs, and I was lucky enough to have a single room all to myself at the far end of the hall. When we went to check into our rooms, as soon as I entered the hallway, our rooms were in. I remember almost feeling as though I went, I walked into a wall of bad energy. Hmm. I just felt so unnerved and uneasy in that hallway, which you always feel. It's how you always uh-huh. feel stuff. Yeah. But I passed it off as an overactive imagination. I slept the first night without any issues other than waking up a few times. The next morning at breakfast, one of my sisters mentioned feeling really uncomfortable in the hallway. Almost as if the air was crushing. It unnerved me even more that I uh, wasn't the only one who felt weirded out. Plus, she was an adult at the time. So it further um, cemented in my head that the thing, that the, that wing of the hotel was odd. Later that night, I'm sleeping peacefully, when at about 2 a.m., I'm awoken by something uh, ripping the covers. Oh, fuck that. I haven't read these guys. <laughs> ripping the covers off of me and being jerked about two feet towards the end of the bed by my ankle. That is my fucking worst nightmare. Yeah, being and like, that night physically in touched fucking him. New Orleans, do you hear something <laughs> tapping? And I was in a dead sleep, and you're like, do you hear something tapping? I oh, remember like, that. I forgot. I'm I like, forgot about that. You're like, yeah, I took some medicine. I'm going back to sleep. You went to sleep. I couldn't sleep. I'm awake and I'm like, something's gonna grab my leg. <laughs> something's gonna. This is what I pictured in my head was going to happen. That's to why me. I told you that I was getting up to go take a bath because I didn't want you to be. I wouldn't have heard you somebody. though. I wouldn't yeah. have heard you taking a bath. Like, <laughs> you didn't hear the tapping either. Because I maybe, was asleep. Maybe that's why you hadn't had as many experiences. Maybe you need to stop taking medicine to help you sleep. I didn't take medicine to help me sleep. I was tired. Oh, yeah, I took medicine <laughs> so I could sleep. I was tired. I was through the tapping. on my own without any tapping. I didn't want to hear no more tapping. No, I'm then like, you woke me today. up, and all I could think of now is I'm, like, trying to listen to this fucking tapping. I hear nothing. I'm, like, they're going to grab my fucking leg. It was, like, tapping inside our room. I couldn't hear anything. 
It was, it was, it, it, um, okay, maybe I'm fucking psycho, maybe. Keep it's... those thoughts to yourself <laughs> next time, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, so something grabbed him by the ankle um, and pulled him, jerked, not pulled, jerked, jerked, about two feet towards the end of the bed of by his ankle. At first, I thought someone had broken into my room because when I turned towards that, what had grabbed me, a huge looming black shape was visible in the darkness, like a man was in my room. I frantically flipped the light on, only to have there uh, to be nothing there. The window was locked from the inside. There was no one in the closet or the bathroom, and my room was also still locked from the inside. I stayed up the rest of the night scared, playing uh-huh. Cookie Mama on my DS. <laughs> Cookie Mama on my DS. I love that game. The next morning, we were at breakfast, and my sister mentions that she was up half the night because she thought she saw a person silhouetted against the wall of the room. But when she turned on the light, there was no one there. It was just a bizarre and creepy experience. We checked out that day, so I didn't get to experience anything after that. But it still freaks me out and to this it, day. It doesn't say where they stay, just the city? Um, just in Germany is all it says. Ital Germany. But I will tell you, my bet I would have had a pallet on the side of my parents' bed. Mm, mm-hmm. I would not be sleeping in that room again. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally, when we moved into our house, Mesquite, I used to get scared, and I swear we had a ghost in there. Like, yeah. it was so creepy feeling in there. You probably did. And, you know, my room was downstairs, or yeah. else's room was upstairs. Yeah. I would go and make a pallet on the side of my mom's side of the bed and uh-huh. sleep there. And I was like 13, 14, but I was uh-huh. so creeped out. It was a new place sleeping. Uh-huh. I don't know if it was just getting comfortable. It was the house that I, I knew you at on Mark. Yeah, Mark. Yeah. 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 All right. So wait, don't uh, it made me think of a story I wanted to tell you, and I forgot. Okay, tell me. I forgot. We'll this, save this story for next I, time. I creeped myself out recently. Oh, so as you know, I've been trying to like develop myself as an empath more, trying to just hone those skills better. I've been doing a lot of research on what I need to do and meditation and, and stuff like that. Um, and I had a friend that I know. I don't know. I don't know if she's a listener actually, but I had a friend. Uh, send me a messenger thing and said I, I need to talk to you and and I'm not I don't you know me I'm very quiet I don't tell right. people I don't I don't like to be like oh I'm psychic oh I'm an empath oh I know all this right. I, I don't like to do that but she said I, I need to talk to you I see dead people <laughs> and, I, and she said and no one believes me and I was like okay hang on first I, you know I believe you, but I'm not at a point right now where right. I can talk to you right now. I said, I absolutely believe you. Mm-hmm. And always my first thing is, one, if anybody, because we've had somebody message the box and ask some stuff too. First off, I'm not a doctor. Right. You make sure you there is no underlying mental issues right, right. that could be going on. Um, and other than that, I asked her, I said, I have some questions. What what makes you think you see dead people? Where do you see them? How do you see them? Do you see them for real? Do you see them in your mind eye? Is it like you're sitting in front of me now? Do you see apparitions, shadow people, blah, blah, blah? You know, I started asking all these clarifying questions. Um, and she, you know, came back and told me that she had, she saw, you know, sometimes shadow people, sometimes it looks like the person's sitting right in front of her. There are always people that she knows are dead. Sometimes they're the images of like famous people that she knows that are dead. Um, and she says sometimes when she's talking, like she sent me this big long message cause she has to talk to me, um, video face to face. I just don't do, I don't yeah, do phone yeah, calls. Yeah. I don't, I don't like doing that. So she just put it all in a big long message and I read it. And even as I'm reading, I'm reading it. I already, things are like flashing to my mind. And she said, sometimes when I'm talking to people, their eyes will flash like blue. I'll see black, blue, blue flashes of light. She says, um, but specifically this one person that um, 
she feels that she has a connection to who has passed away and she said his name I'm gonna make up a name I don't know tell me a boy's name Josh Josh <laughs> she said Josh she said but particularly Josh and and she said um, I said okay I said already some things are coming to me that I want to mm-hmm. say to you because already I'm getting some things that I, I, I want to say I said but let me meditate on this to make sure it's not I don't know, just shit in my own mind. I always like to take it back and meditate. Yeah, take it back and and meditate on it for a little bit. But immediately, I knew. And so I I, I crafted a message and sent it back to her. And I said, first off, Josh is your spirit guide. He's always with you. And I did not know at this time who Josh was. I did not know. I said, I don't know if Josh is an actual person that has passed, if he is a spirit that has never been embodied. I don't know anything. I don't, I don't know. But I know he's right. your spirit guide. He's always there. Um, I said, the other thing, I said, the people who have passed that you see, she said sometimes she's um, using things like acid or shrooms. And things like that have been historically something that spiritual leaders use to get into right. to crossing over so it's not necessarily a bad trip sometimes it's thinning the veil and you can actually see the other side I said if you are seeing musicians say I don't know Chris Cornell and it's almost as if what he's doing he's giving you like a nod like you pass somebody in the street and you're like hey, hey I see you type of thing right. not necessarily that he has a message for you <laughs> but what creeped me out the most is I've never seen things. I've told you this. You know this. I don't see things. I feel things. <laughs> Until I saw that boy in New Orleans. There's but, that boy. Yes. What the fuck? But then again, it wasn't like you in front of me. It was like my mind's eye. It's almost like the exact what was happening at that moment, I saw it in my head. And I saw the little boy pop out around the tree in my head. I didn't actually see him there. It was in my head. That, so... I had this vision of this young man who had to be about 19, not kind of thicker, not fat by no means, longish hair, scruffy looking, band shirt on, um, jeans, t-shirt, laughing. And she said, I can send you a picture of Josh if you want. I said, yeah, send me a picture because I'm trying to still develop this, this skill. And see, and yes, and I don't want to tell you, and I don't want to tell you if I'm right or wrong, but I said, send me a picture to see. So she sent me this picture, and I'm like, this looks nothing like the guy in my head. I'm like, oh, okay, this is not who's in my head. And she said, oh, but this is not, this is the only picture I can find. She actually never met Josh. Oh. Josh was her boyfriend's friend that passed away. Oh. And her boyfriend was trying to contact Josh during a seance with a psychic, and she immediately knew his name without ever knowing. She's like, Josh is coming through. She knew. She herself knew. That's so crazy. at that moment in time, he came through. But I saw this boy. I'm about to get I'm getting chills because I saw him. I call him a boy because he was 19. But he, a boyfriend. he was laughing, and, but he was saying, don't be mad at me. Don't be mad. He was, all I could hear was, don't be mad at me. Right. And I said, how did he die? And she said he shot himself. Oh, so he was remorseful. And I said, I hear, he doesn't seem to be, like, in turmoil or anything like that, but he's telling, he's specifically telling you don't be mad at him, which is confusing because you're telling me that you've never met him before. She said, but I feel like I have. She said, I feel like we may have even dated in the past or something. I said, then at that moment I'm feeling 
they've been together in a past life. Yeah. So what he's telling her is don't be mad at me for ending this life before we got to meet. So she's like, oh, my God, I'm crying right now. This all makes sense. And I said, okay, I'm going to stop talking right now because I'm creeping myself out. Yeah, And and I've never had anything like that happen to me. Like, I've never had spoke to the dead. Not like that. I mean, dowsing rods or some some communication, some instances, but nothing like that. Um, But it was so fucking clear, Mel. It was like I've... I saw, and when she told me, she said, that's the only picture I have. He doesn't, he didn't look like that. That was like a senior picture. So maybe you're seeing him how when they were Yes, together. and then she started describing him. She's like, usually kind of Kurt Cobain lookish, longer hair, scruffy beard, um, you know, band shirt, that type of thing. I was like, oh, shit. And I didn't tell her that's what I saw in my head. Right. I was just like, oh, yeah, that's, that's what I see. And then I told her that, you know, he's saying, don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. That's crazy. It, and it creeped myself out because I've never had anything like that happen. Um, but she said that it helped her a lot come to grips with what she's not going crazy. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to share that with you because that was, like, that's that crazy. was creepy that's to me. Yes, it was out. creepy to I me. Because um, then I had to, like, get out and go tell my husband. I was like, I, this, I just had this weirdest conversation. You have that. I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm good not like. You're not honing it anymore, no. not trying to. I'm like, I really want to, I, I really because want you, to. Because it's more like what you like, but I mean, I feel yeah. like there's some things that I feel that, I don't know, I just feel weird things sometimes. And yeah. It's like, and then something will happen, I'm like, what? That's yeah. weird. Yeah. Like almost like the deja, deja vu type thing, but yeah, it was weird. Yeah, so that was that's my my story of what happened to me since we got back from New Orleans. It was just so weird. I was almost like I want to send a message to Mary or Gina and be like, I think you opened the gates for me because I've never seen anything. I've never communicated with the dead you like should. that. And then all of a sudden, I saw a little boy and I'm seeing this other guy come through and talk. And you should. She she messaged me and she said, Thank you so much. I'm crying right now, like literal happy, happy tears. Um, I said, I said, but wait, but wait. I said, let me tell you something. And then? And then. But first, it does not mean you are done living now. Right. <laughs> he is saying he will be there for you whenever and wherever you guys meet again. It might be in the next life. He may come back again in this life and come back as a friend. Your soulmate isn't always a, a lover. Your soulmate right. can be your father in this life. It can be your daughter in the next life. It could be a best friend or a business partner or something. Your soulmate will always find you, but it's not always as a lover. And I think right. that's what some people get twisted yeah. they think that a soulmate always has to be it's a, it's a lover no right. your soulmate's not always a lover it can be anyone <laughs> my dog being stupid so that's our paranormal episode we'll save our mel had found another story online but we'll save that for next time but if anyone has any um things to share paranormally you can reach out to our, our true um, crime paranormal true, yeah yeah anything. you may have anything. talked to a serial killer or something you know no kidding you had some weird strange crime happen yeah, up your like street. they could have been in your restaurant and you yeah. were the server or something yeah so anything weird like that if definitely. you ever had any experiences you want to tell us about and i can talk about it um if you want to reach out and just say hey it's so good to know that i'm not crazy um i'll believe you and i'll listen to your stories uh, we both yeah. believe you. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen some crazy shit. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what, Mel? Make sure you go to our. I go to Facebook, Facebook Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter. Yeah, I knew all that. You can check Bell out on her <laughs> personal Instagram is Hell's Bell. Mine is Mel Titsworth. You can find me on TikTok at Mel Titsworth. Bell doesn't do TikTok. I ain't on no TikTok. I do promote the podcast. I did download it just because Trump said we couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, we're not political. Um, I know, I know, I know. You tell me you can't do something, I'm going to do it. I don't care I'm who you are. I'm we do what we want. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> we do what we you want. Are. I don't fucking care anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, but I do promote the podcast on TikTok. So, yes. you guys, if you listen, you can reach out on there and I'll mention you. What the fuck? I got stuff all over me. Um, I think that's it. Oh, Patreon. Yes, yeah, so Patreon. we actually. Patreon.com slash Gotham Bougie Podcast. You're missing out, guys. And we actually do have two um, patrons that are at the tier that get a weekly shout out. That is um, Daniel and Robert. Thank you so much for being our high priests. You're our favorites we, right now. We very much appreciate it. And this next month, we're going to be sending them there. We're going to be sending out the gifts of the new season. Because yes. uh, the second month. Yes, we are. So, yeah. Yeah, y'all are missing Good out. Stuff. They really are. Cool the new keychain. So we're switching designs for keychain. The new keychain yes. is going to be the Overlook Hotel. You guys that have signed up that were with it previously and you haven't received your keychain, I know. Yeah. You are going to get the um, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Shut, shut, shut your door. fucking door. No, shut the fuck up. Shut your fucking door. Shut your fucking door. No, lock your fucking lock door. Your fucking door. Yes. You yes. are going to get that, um, but we are, we're switching to the Stanley Hotel. Yeah. Room. So you'll get. Well, it's the Overlook from Overlook, The Shining. Yes, but it's um, Stanley Hotel. In, yes. Which it wasn't filmed there. No, just the exterior. He just used the exterior, yeah, exterior and that's where yeah. he stayed, Stephen King stayed. But yeah. the keychain says the Overlook Hotel, and it says room, I think, 137, which is where which the old lady room. Yes. If you want to stay there, it's haunted. And on, haunted on the though. back, it says, come play with us. Yes, the twins. So, I'm yeah. excited for that. But I, That's why David and I should have been for Halloween. You're the twins from The Shining. Totally, <laughs> yes. He's as tall as me, or he's taller than me now. So yeah. So yeah, make sure you go do all that fun stuff. Join patrons so you can get exclus- exclusivity. Yes. You guys and are missing that's, out. That's it for this week. That's Next it. Thanks week. Thanks for listening. We appreciate all the you new listeners because yep. we, if we met you in New Orleans, welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, if I met you in New Orleans, I don't know if I said this last time. If, if I met you in New Orleans and I was a bitch, I'm sorry. <laughs> I try not. You weren't a bitch to anybody. I just typically you walk away nice. and you're you're like... Hey guys, and I'm like, that's why I'm the promoter. Come on, let's go. Don't talk to anyone. Don't make eye contact. Just walk. <laughs> I'm a people person, obvious. Obviously, I'm the people person and the promoter in this. So, but guys, I got to get the hell out of here because yep. it's getting dark and, and I'm snakes are gonna come out. The country with banjos. And I'm gonna hear banjos. Scared. Thanks, guys, for coming. Y'all, Y'all come, come back, back now. now you hear? hear?